Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Brittany. And this is For Colored Nerds. The weekly show where we peel back the layers of Black culture we rarely discuss in mixed company. All right, all right, all right, y'all. After eight years of working with my very best friend, the one Miss Brittany Luce, we have reached the end of the road. This is the final episode of For Colored Nerds. I can't believe we're at this moment right now. We have loved all the work we've done with this show, the people we've met, hearing from you all, the listeners, everything. So we decided to close out the show in the only way we know how. Yes. Today for our final episode, we'll be playing a game, a game called Ranked. And we're going to be ranking the best Black series finales of all time. 227, Power, Greenleaf. Who knows what's going to be on the list? I don't know. You got to stay tuned to find out after this quick break. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Eric. Brady. It's our final episode. I know. I can know. Can you believe it? <laughs> can you believe it? I honestly, I can, but I can't. It doesn't feel real because we are still actually recording right now. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and also, after we record, there's like a whole afterlife yeah. for the episode. <laughs> still has to be like lived out. Two and a half weeks from now, I'm going to look up and be like, Oh, damn. This is kind of, you know, don't get to this. I'm happy to have less on my plate. But (laughs) I am, I am going to miss it. You know, how about you? Me too. Me too. I mean, it it truly marks the end of an era. I mean, you know, we're in our mid thirties. We started off before we were in our, like, I was technically in my mid twenties, you know, Mm. moving into the late twenties and, you know, like we're both married. Like, no, it's crazy. It's so wild. We have completely different lives, completely different jobs. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's a whole new world. I mean, Obama came, went. <laughs> came, went. <laughs> Trump came worse. and went. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, literally. It's just like, wow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this shit really, it lasted a long time. Yeah, to your point, like so many of the milestones, like, in the world and in our lives are, have all just been traced through this show. So yeah, it's the end mm-hmm. of, it is the end of an era. I'll take that. It's the end of an era. So, you know, to mark the end of it, this era, we're having our final episode. Mm-hmm. This is our series finale, Eric. It's crazy. I hope people are as like, well, I don't want them to be sad. At first, I was. Always, I hope. I hope everybody's like sad and wistful and everything. Like it feels like we're going into this, like the final season of Queen Sugar. You've seen all the promos. Everything's like sad. People <laughs> standing in a so field. Intense. Yeah. <laughs> 
okay, well, it's, one it's fat like that. tear rolling down. <laughs> yeah. But no, actually, I don't want y'all to be sad. It's, it's a lot of other really great podcasts out there. Y'all should continue listening. Tons, tons. <laughs> also, there's so many episodes of For Colored Nerds that yes. we are paying to keep up on the internet. So Absolutely. <laughs> if you miss us, please go there's back. lots to choose from. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, so as this is our series finale, when you think of Black series finales, like what's the first one that pops up in your mind? Probably just because of recency, maybe insecure, <laughs> you know, and also because that was one I was wondering for a long time, like, what they going to do, what they going to do, what they going to do, you know, like what's going to happen, what's going to yeah. happen, how they yeah. going to wrap it up. It like sat with me for a while. And to be honest, I gave it a lot of shit when it came out. But I, in mm-hmm. hindsight, I, I, you know, I appreciate it. I don't think I don't know that it was maybe like still the one I would have written, the ending I would have written. But I appreciate being able to like. Just think back to those characters who I appreciate and be like, oh, at least they're, they're all happy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Issa should have been single. I think that <laughs> none of them Negroes that she was with yeah. were good enough. That's my personal opinion. But I, it, it's true. It was satisfying. I think the one that I obviously always, always think of is Fresh Prince. Because you mm. just think about Will standing in that living room for the last time. I think that also was like the first TV show that I ever watched all the way through. Yeah. By the time the show ended, I must have been in second or third grade. I grew up with all of them. And so I remember being like, dang. I was I didn't say damn because I was like probably seven. (laughs) I was like, dang, show's over. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, I can't come up with a ton of black series finale it's like we we thought about a lot i think in preparation for this episode we've been really scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to come up with some the funny thing when you go back (laughs) (laughs) the thing about black shows is they don't often get to choose to end most of the time the decision is made for them sadly they're canceled but you know what i think that's getting better we just had insecure queen sugar is about to end atlanta's coming up it's ending soon so, you know, hopefully this is a trend we can continue. Let let Black people end their shows. shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let our shows finish, please. I mean, shit, we didn't get a Quibi series finale. Right? Right? Oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had at least like a week's worth of episodes that have never seen the light of day. They were like, nah, but, you got, uh-uh, yeah, nothing. They, Bye, it's done. But you know what, though? I will say, like, we got the same treatment as Chrissy Teigen and yes. Reese Spoon. So, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really complain if we got the same treatment as the people that they was really putting on the billboards. Absolutely. Okay, so so before we go too down the rabbit hole of how shitty Hollywood is to Black people still, uh, <laughs> let's get to this game. All right, so this is Ranked, the series finale edition. <sighs> I know, right? Yeah, a moment of silence, a big gasp. Mm. All right, so for those of you who aren't familiar, here's how Ranked works. All right, so our producers, Alexis and Elise, took Brittany and I's list of series finales and picked five of them between those options. As we mentioned, sadly, the list wasn't crazy long. Once we start the game, Alexis will reveal those five shows to us at random. Brittany and I will then take turns deciding where each show falls in the ranking from one to five. And to keep things interesting, there's an opportunity for one of us to, you know, overrule a previous ranking, shake things up. But we won't know when Mm. it's coming. And we'll explain more when we get to all that. All right. We are ranking these shows on a scale from one to five. One being the all-time greatest end to a series ever. And five being, damn, that's it? I say (laughs) damn, that's it a lot. (laughs) All right. So you ready to get to this, Brady? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So uh, why don't you go first? Oh, man, you got the best one. <laughs> so, uh, 
When is Jazz coming by to help you move? Avery. Uh, he's coming as soon as you leave. Huh, good idea. <laughs> but when he comes by, wish him all the best for me. I will. Oh. Oh, my God. I think Oh, they're hugging. Oh. Sundays. Sundays. All right. Fresh Prince, oh last episode. Will uh. turns out the light. Just also, just like, damn, just rewatching a bit of that scene. It took me back. I'll like, write I feel back. the same feelings. I like, watched it the first time. To your point, Brittany, we both grew up with this show. And like, mm-hmm. Watching that room, I'm watching. Why he don't love me, man? A whole bunch of kids. I'm gonna be a better father than he ever was, and I sure as hell don't need him for that. Cause ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? I'm watching Hillary's fiance. Did they get married? Yeah, yeah. Trevor. Hillary's fiance, Trevor. He fell and like died. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. funny, but still, it's just like all, all these moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, you remember, like, it's just, it's right there. It's, it's kind of weird. It's so well done. Like, I mean, I think because The Fresh Prince, obviously, it's a black sitcom, but it's one of the most successful sitcoms ever, yeah. like ever in history. It actually got to finish on its own terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of shows, it goes to show, like, when you actually, like, let beloved characters, like, sort of live out their full storylines all the way to the end. There's something really not just story-wise satisfying, but like really emotionally satisfying at seeing a show close the way that it deserves to close. Part of what makes this so satisfying is not just like everybody plays their part perfectly all the way up through the last shot, but also just because the story came to a logical conclusion. And so emotionally it was bittersweet. Like you're sad to leave the characters, but you also knew that like, even though it's, these are actors and the soundstage has probably been filled with like a bajillion things since this show ended like almost 30 years ago. In your head, like in my head, I still feel like all of the characters from the Banks family like have gone on to continue to live their lives in some other universe. And I think that's how a good yeah. finale is supposed to make you feel. So, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. Uh-huh. This has to go at number one. So that's actually a hard thing for me to argue with. I want, I want to, like, I'm curious what else is on the list, but this is, like, damn, of, of a, like, it's a pure comedy and it's still funny and you, fe- but you're still, like, almost on the verge of tears. I probably was crying when I was a kid. You know, like, it's doing mm-hmm. all the things. It's hard. It's hard for me to argue with that. I, I respect that right now. So on our scale of greatest of all time, you know, to, damn, that's it. This is not, <laughs> damn, that's it. This is right no. now the greatest of all time. Greatest Fresh all time. Prince of Bel-Air mm-hmm. will turn out the lights. All right. So it's, it's now my turn to see if we've made a grave mistake. So let's see what the next show is. To move on to the future, we must honor mm. the past. Okay. And that's why we're here to celebrate our home for all the joy and love that it's brought us. So on our... Moving day, I want everyone to take a moment to think about what this house means to you, to all of you. 30 
$36,000 in free rent. Oh, hey. <laughs> Blackish. Okay. So, Blackish, there have been good times. There have been weird times, <laughs> to be frank. But I still really appreciate Blackish, like the show, for what it was trying to do in the moment it kind of came in. The thing about the series finale that is a little bit weird is just like, if it's one thing Kenya Barris is going to do, it's going to have some kind of like weird race class dynamics, either just underneath or right on the surface. And one of the things that was kind of awkward to me about the ending of the finale, mm-hmm. it's built around this conceit that they decide to, now that the kids are kind of growing up, Zoe has moved mm-hmm. out. Junior apparently never is going to move out or something like that. <laughs> Apparently, even press him. He's in for the long haul. But he ends up on Grownish deciding to go to college or something like that. Yeah. And the grandparents also, Lawrence Fishburne, Jennifer Lewis' character, they also decide to move away after they've gotten married. Mm-hmm. So they decide to sell the house and move back to a black neighborhood. And something about that is weird to me because, like, you could have did that any time. It actually would have been a really interesting, I think it would have been a really, really, really interesting, like, thing to do in like the second or third season yeah. or something like that. To have it flip and then see them have to be, you know, eye person out a little bit or see how they kind of like yeah. roll with the punches. And so it was just one of those things like, it was a weird conceit to like close the door on like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm happy I guess that y'all moved to a black neighborhood and you know, <laughs> but like also you could have did that shit anyway and, it, and they made it seem so much like they were now in search of black community and like again. Yeah, which is like I guess, like, if you're thinking, like, perfect sitcom symmetry, it is technically a complete reversal of the first episode where Dre is having, like, this existential crisis all the time about his kids becoming too white or just Mm -hmm. not being black enough, them being black-ish, literally, where the title of the show comes from. So I get the symmetry of that, but (laughs) I don't think they needed it. The other thing is just, like, you could have sought out community Anytime. Inglewood First ain't that far from Sherman Oaks. No. I know. I live in from Sherman there. Oaks. Like, they're basically all from there. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't everybody in the show basically from Southern California? That's where yes. their parents are always around. So. So, anyway, it was just what? like, yeah, it just kind of raised a bunch of questions. And, like, I have a deep affinity for, like, almost all the characters in the show. Even Dre ass. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. He gets a, he's, he's fun. But. It was just weird because it brought up more questions as opposed to what happened, what we saw in Fresh Prince where we got so much closure. Mm. And that was the part that was just a little off. So, you know, even though I I really do love Blackish, I think I got to put it at, oof, is it five? I think I put it at four. I was going to say, I would say most series finales are actually pretty bad. (laughs) So I think there's a lot of room for number five. I think four is reasonable. Okay, yeah, let's put it at number four. (laughs) So on our scale from one, which is GOAT status, to five, Damn. That leaves us with Fresh Prince at number one. I still love that. And Blackish at number four. I'm real curious, Winston. Alrighty. Well, now it's my turn. Ooh, overruled. Interesting. All right. So uh-huh. you get the overruled car. You get to make a choice. I feel like it's too early. It's too early to like. There's nothing to move yet. Yeah, it's no, it's no, there's no change, change to make just yet. It's now my turn. Now it's your turn. All right, let's yeah. see what the next card is. And, um, girl, I don't know where life is going to take us, but I just know that as long as you're around, I'm going to be okay. (laughs) 
Insecure. insecure okay okay now we're talking because we got to make some interesting decisions <laughs> so we talked about insecure a little bit at the top but if to return to uh-huh. kind of the series finale you have the big question revolved around you know who is Issa gonna be with is it nathan is it lawrence is it nobody um and then you know a, a lot of just kind of saying goodbye to kind of the additional characters in the show obviously molly mm-hmm. kelly um hell even tiffany <laughs> but uh but no so yes we got to say goodbye to the characters in the show and we found out that Issa does end up with lawrence you know so i again like i said before thinking back i actually appreciate this one a little bit more now even with blackish like so blackish raised a lot of questions i was like uh, i don't know why y'all doing this <laughs> with insecure I like even though it was a choice I I necessarily didn't want to make. I knew why they were doing it. There was enough track laid that like it's not a wild decision that she ends up with Lawrence and like it works for it works for the show. So I actually I I have a a deeper affinity for for this. It's feeling high to me, but I'm curious how do you how do you look back on our last episode of Insecure? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll say this. I, I I felt like, I mean, as I said before, I still feel like Issa should have ended up single. I was ha- really happy for Molly and actually how her plot line wound up. I actually thought they did a really good job. The wedding looked laying expensive. Out her relationship with Torian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the wedding looked beautiful and expensive and very similar to Issa's real life wedding, which I thought was very funny. Um, and also, like, weirdly enough, Jay Ellis's real life yeah. wedding. Like, when I saw all the, I was like, did y'all I just get, uh, y'all all got married at the same place? <laughs> but I was actually more satisfied with how Molly's storyline ended up than with how Issa's storyline ended up. And I will say it felt like Issa and Molly eventually kind of became sort of like co-leads on the show, even though it was still from Issa's perspective. But yeah, I I wish that... Okay, actually thinking about another series finale. Ugly Betty, which was actually Mm -hmm. really good. I didn't like... At the end of Ugly Betty, she ends up with sort of like the CAD guy who was like her boss, who was like started off as a rich asshole and like became a nice guy over the course of the series. But they didn't have anything romantic happen between them at all. They actually just formed a really nice friendship with Mm -hmm. them. And at the very end of the last episode, like... He like they kind of they hadn't seen each other in a while. She like has gone off and has this other great job, and they run into each other like in Paris or something. And then he sees her in a different way. It's kind of like a Sabrina type mm. thing. And then he asks her on a date, and that's where they close things. That was satisfying to me because I was like, you did not lay any groundwork for these people to be to have a romantic relationship. But you see how good they got to be at working together. You see how good that like their friendship became. And then she also grew beyond their like workplace and went and did her own thing. So when they kind of like, when he comes back, I kind of don't like buy it like in world logic, but within the logic of the show, I was like, all right, I could buy him asking her out on a Mm -hmm. date. I kind of wish that in the series finale of Insecure, for as much as Lawrence was fucking up all of the time, and as much as Issa and Lawrence, they just had too much toxic mess going on. I really would have liked it if they had kind of like breadcrumbed a little bit more throughout the season that she and Lawrence had a real bond. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then 
at the end of the finale, you could have seen them maybe starting fresh as opposed to seeing her with like a fucking $200,000 car moving up to like a beachfront property with like an eight carat diamond ring on her finger and the most beautiful ponytail I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life with Lawrence as her husband. I'm watching it and I'm just like, mm. sleeps. I get they wanted to put a bow on everything, but I was like, it would have been cool to see her like maybe meet his kid for the first time. Like they've been dating for a while and then like they actually have the first meeting with the kid. Something that kind of showed promise as opposed to like putting like a period at the end of a sentence because Lawrence and Issa was on shaky ground to me too much at the end of the series for them to be in a secure marriage. I'm just saying. I enjoyed it for what it was and I'm really glad that they left everybody in a good place. Like it was nice that they, they they gave all the characters these really beautiful send-offs. But I still stand by what I said. I said what I said <laughs> when the finale came out, which is that Issa and Lawrence, they were in two different planets. And I do not see how they were fully married by the end of the series. That's all I'm No, saying. I agree. I think they definitely could have laid a lot more track, but they always wanted to play so fast and loose with the will they, won't they between that that triangle that it was just like, okay, all right, this is what y'all gonna do. But they also, to your point, they also leaned on one of the most like tired, but often used like series finale tropes, which is the time jump. They skipped time a yeah. few times in that last episode, in the last couple of episodes, but yeah. yeah, to be able to kind of catch things up. And you know that, some would say that's cheating, but I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily say it. I didn't necessarily say it. <laughs> But some might. I don't know. Anyway, so where are we going? I mean, when you said at the beginning of the episode, you were like, it's not the finale I would have <laughs> Fortunately, fortunately, it is. It, I mean, it's not the, it's not the series finale that we would have written, but fortunately for Issa, she never Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> she never It doesn't us. care. Uh, as she no, should. No. All right. So where are we putting Insecure? I'm putting Insecure at number three feels right i feel like there could be something I above think that's good. it's definitely not five no it's not five and it does feel better than the blackish one so that feels about right to me okay i'm with that i'm with that i'm with that okay so going back to the board on our scale from goat to damn that leaves us with blackish at number four insecure at number three and fresh prince with a bullet at number one <laughs> if you're number one do you need a bullet because <laughs> you're there you're already at the top good point <laughs> Good point, good point. All right, now it's my turn. Six years, and I feel like I grew up here. I never knew that one place could mean so much to a person. When you go outside into that cold, ugly world, and you have a place to come back where people say, we love you, and you're all right. All right, a different world. I'm not going to lie, this brought it back for me. I've... Sadly, this was not top of mind. Damn. This wasn't top of mind for me, for me either. And I huh, I remember watching this. I love this show. And 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 like I always loved the show. But having gone to an HBCU, what Whitley was saying about like having a place you can always go back to, I'll be honest. You know, you and I have tried to we don't. speak at Howard like eight times. <laughs> Nobody has ever had. There's you can always go oh. home again, but do they ask you to come back? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure if I would just went to campus, people would be like, girl, were you in class? I don't remember you. I don't know. But it doesn't change the fact that the physical geographical location of Howard means so much to me. And that feeling of home, attending an HBCU just felt like such a cocoon. Mm. It was so nice to go from my parents' house mm. to Howard. 
and then beyond. It's just it like it put a battery in my back. I have been wearing a jetpack all these years because I went to Howard. And so those lines from Whitley are so meaningful because I totally understand what she means. Just like being someplace where you make sense. Yeah. At the end of the show, I believe that she and Dwayne were about to move to Japan, I think. Yes. For like some work opportunity for Dwayne. And I don't know, just seeing like like those like Whitley and Dwayne are two characters that we meet in the very first episode. The show did such a great job. Like actually them. maybe now that I think about it, one of the best jobs of any sitcom, building out their romantic relationship and really getting all of us on board so that when Dwayne does stop Whitley's baby, wedding please, baby, please. to Olivia Pope's daddy to Joe Morton. <laughs> Like by the time that happens, you just like, damn, <laughs> they need to be together. And also, again, like a really popular show that got to end on its own terms. It's so interesting. It's so wild. Like thinking now, like a show about an HBCU, even though quote unquote representation has changed and all these things have changed or whatever, but having a show about attending an HBCU that is like safe enough for a like your family mm-hmm. to watch, like safe enough for me to watch as a little kid. Thinking about a show like that, getting as many seasons as a different world got back in the day. Yeah. That's a feat. It's unconscionable. I can't even imagine a show like that, even today, lasting, uh, yeah, just lasting that long and being able to have like such a, like reach such completion and have such rich characters. I just don't see it. To come back to evolution, that show, much more than most shows, really, really mm-hmm. changed from season to season. As you think about it, as it kind of had to, um, as everybody yeah. was, you know, so aggressively getting older. But like th- that plus maybe like, you know, Teen Summit and a couple other shows were really one of the mm-hmm. foundations of what I got to understood, like gro- not growing into adulthood, like the from teenage to like adult, but from early adult to like, all right, I'm somebody. We got to see somebody go from college to getting married to like, or, you know, to to forming a, a, like a, you know, a lasting partnership, working in the world, having community. We got to see just all steps of that, like giving back, you know, they start working at the school. Like, and to your point, I I don't know many other shows have covered that much ground. Yeah. And especially black shows in a black setting, dealing with black shit all the time. Yeah. That was I mean, great. literally, when Dwayne and Whitley went on their honeymoon, I believe, to Los Angeles, yeah. they ended up in the middle of the riots. And they made an episode about it that wasn't corny. Yeah. So a lot of people couldn't say the same right now. <laughs> a lot of people couldn't say the same right now. <laughs> All right. So where are we going to put it? This is tough. This is uh, tough. This is tough. Okay. Let me just focus. Let me focus. I will cut in and say, I do think you should be very careful about what is coming next. Keep that in. (laughs) That's suspense. (laughs) Okay. All right. Just just to be on the safe side, I'm not going to use my overruled. I still have my overruled that I can use any way that I want to use it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep A Different World at number two. Okay. I'm going to keep Fresh Prince at number one. The, The edge for me is that I agree that that, I mean, the scene that we just watched, you know, in the pit where everybody's together. (laughs) I mean, that was incredible. However, 
you if you just see Will Smith standing in the middle of that living room, everybody knows what that's that means. fair. Everybody knows. That's very that fair. So if I have, it's literally, I'm like, I feel like King Solomon right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and ultimately King Solomon decided not to cut the baby at all. Well, he, no, he told he them like, they could cut it, but then they, they, he knew they wouldn't do it. Oh, right. <laughs> Whatever. I still feel like King Solomon because I'm making difficult choices and it's hard. But if I had to give an edge, I'm going to give the edge to Fresh Prince simply because it is iconic and immediately recognizable in a way that the finale of A Different World is not. It's hard because to me, they're like neck and neck. But you got to pick a deciding factor somewhere. And that's my deciding factor. So that's where I'm at. I'm putting A Different World number two. Plus, I don't know what the fuck is <laughs> happening. And Alexis came in and was like, watch out. The, the chaos so in her I'm, voice. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just going to like, I'm just going to, I'm going to lay low for now. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I had a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at All right, so to come back to the board, at number four, we have Blackish. Holding it down. Close, a little too close mm -hmm. to the dam. That's it. Uh, at number three, <laughs> we have Insecure. At number two, we have A Different World. And number one, riding high at our greatest of all time status is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. Ooh. So this last card is for me. It's for you. What is it? Ah, uh, this ain't a TV. 
So we are staring at the two for colored nerds <laughs> pieces of show art. Uh, and it has for colored. This is also just it's intense looking at our our title with like the the dates 2014 through now. Yeah, 2014 to now. <laughs> a little dramatic. But it's a long time ago. No, I mean to reflect on us a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, when we came into podcasting, the scope was a little smaller. <laughs> you know, the landscape was a bit smaller. One, I want to say thank you. I don't want to, I want to say thank you because I think people welcomed us into that, that space and into that industry at mm-hmm. a time where like they mm-hmm. didn't have to. But I'm really proud of our catalog. There are so many things that are important to us, like me and you, but also us. Just that we have gotten a mm-hmm. chance to really like dialogue about and talk to like really smart and fun people about. And we got to do that with mostly being ridiculous at the same time. You know, we got to yeah. like yeah. have fun with it. Like I, I really would put our back catalog up against up against most, you know, especially the white shows because, you know, hey. Let's be honest. Sorry. <laughs> I, I said that. I'm probably going to get fired. Actually, me not. Everybody. That's not even specific enough is the thing. That's not even specific. All them white podcasts, we better than. No, but seriously. I, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, especially. <laughs> but no, I, I think that like, I'm really happy and I feel confident in saying that for Colored Nerds pushed at least how we think about like black culture podcasting forward a bit. I see other things in the industry and other places. And, you know, I'm not saying people are like stealing or anything like that. I think, you know, creativity is creativity. But I do see things that feel informed, at least by what we have done. And that's kind of dope. And people have told us, too. (laughs) People have told us. The real ones have told us. (laughs) Yes. And we, and for us, where we appreciate it, because, like, you know, we, we did this to create community, you know, initially between ourselves and then with other people. And so if that's catching on, then, you know, damn it, we did the work. How do you feel about the show looking back? I feel really good. I feel really proud. And I feel really glad. I mean, I say this all the time, but um, the show means so much to me now. I'm so excited to listen to it in the future, to have it, to look back on. It's... <laughs> It's very fortunate that we had so long and so many opportunities to be able to share what we really thought and who we really are with other people. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. And I'm really glad that not only that we had it, but that it led to so many other things. I just had never had like really, I never really had a creative space or indefinite professional space where I felt like I could be myself and the fact that we were able to create that and that it lasted for so long and that it blossomed even beyond the show, just for colored nerds. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, like, look, y'all know this is like for colored nerds, for colored nerds, part one, <laughs> the nod podcast, the nod Quibi show for colored nerds, part two, like we are saying goodbye to for colored nerds, but also we're saying goodbye to like all of those yeah. things. You know yeah. what I mean? We're closing the book. Yeah on all of that. And it's, um, it's been a really great journey, but yeah, I feel, I feel really fortunate that so much of who we really are is out there. And that also the things that have come afterward have come as a result of being ourselves. Yes, I think that's just really fortunate and really lucky. Wow. The time passing is just really hitting me eight years. I know it's nuts. I know it's like great, but also I'm like, what else could I have done in eight years? (laughs) 
Probably not much. Honestly. Probably not much. Actually, real talk. I mean, every time much. I, uh, you know, get a few days or you, you know, you get a few days off, you're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do all these things, I'm gonna get all this stuff done. No, you know, I wouldn't have been doing much else. <laughs> uh, I'm just being honest. I wouldn't have been doing too much else. So it's nice. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful. I, you know, I'm thankful to you. You came a long time ago. You were like, want to do a creative project, and you know, I was like. And you, you, you kind of intimated that, like, I could hold you accountable to that. And yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> but no, we, we ran with it. And like, fuck. Yeah. You know, who would have thought? Yeah, I know. It's just so wild. It's just like, a, it also feels really fortunate, too, because like, when I think back, I think about where the podcasting industry is now. It wasn't, first of all, it wasn't really thought of as like an industry, industry yeah. I don't think, eight years yeah. ago. It was definitely like a collection of hobbyists and some people seem to be getting paid. Yeah. Like that was really like two, so what it was. A couple. <laughs> yes. Like a couple. And we went to work for literally one of them. Mm-hmm. Like one of the people who had managed to figure out how to make money from podcasts. At the time. Momentarily. <laughs> I feel really lucky too that we were able to kind of get in at a point in time when we didn't know a lot formally, but we had a point of view and that was welcomed. Yeah. I want to see that continue. Yes. Um, I really want to see that continue because there's a lot of incredible people out there doing really great work. As Eric said earlier, like, <laughs> like of course, you know, we are grateful if anybody's even a little bit sad that the show is ending because that means that it touched you in some way. And I think that's wonderful. But also like, there are so many other amazing Black podcasts that you could be listening to, so many great pop culture podcasts to listen to. Thank you, Eric, for you know suggesting that we make a podcast in the first place and continuing to suggest it after I initially said absolutely not. <laughs> and um, yeah, everybody who ever listened, anybody who offered us any resource, mm-hmm. job, dollar, 15 minutes. some of your work, yeah. our producer, yes. Alex. Alexis Williams. Alexis Williams. Alexis, come on. How, how do you feel about the end of the show? Give us a little bit. Well, I guess I come in a bit differently because I actually got to meet you guys and work with you before I came on for the Quibi show and was, mm-hmm. I say all the time, very, very shocked <laughs> and thankful that you guys were actually really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not that I thought you were. It's just like you meet people and you're just she like, go left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all were very helpful and nice and just like, you know, a black person in any field, I won't limit it to just entertainment, things of that nature. You you do sort of hope that people mm-hmm. are looking back to bring you up with them. That was very, very true for you all. When I met y'all, I was only working in TV and film and I thought I wanted to get into podcasting, didn't know how. And you both made, you know, it very easy for me to get connections and, you know, make that transition. And then I ended up just working for y'all <laughs> when y'all came back with For Colorers. So, I don't know, I'm really sad as any, because, like, when you listen to Black culture shows, you always want to come in and hope that people are also thinking the same things you are. I don't need you to agree necessarily, but it's always nice to feel affirmed that, like, okay, somebody else thought this thing about, I don't know, this dating show or somebody else also feels very strongly about Harper Stern from industry. So, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And I do hope more people from the outgrowth of this show take that lead and go even further. Alexa. Putting me on the spot, but that's okay. It's been so good. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, Alexis, thank you so much. That really means a lot. It's it's been a pleasure to be able to work with you for the past couple of years. And honestly, the new iteration of the show 
without you? <laughs> it wouldn't have come out some oh, weeks. It would have yeah, like, come out. It would have been a long hiatus. It would have been a long, <laughs> a long, hiatus. long. It's been a pleasure. It's just been so great to work with you. And um, it's been great to to be back on this show. And it just, yeah, I mean, look, like this show has given us a lot, pretty much everything. Sad to see it ending, but also on to the next steps. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all, all, all it's things, time. all things end. Yes, yes, yes. And that's not a bad it's thing. Bad. So, you know, we got to come back to this list. I'm going, I, I, I don't, here's, here's actual, okay. I, can I propose something, Brittany? I don't feel comfortable putting us above the Fresh Prince. I actually do. I actually think that I, you do? Funny, oh yeah. I was, I, am I, I have the overruled card. So I was like, <laughs> we're going to be at number one, Fresh Prince, number two, different well, world, number say- three and Insecure or whatever is number four. And then Black Asher number five. I have no problem putting myself first and maybe now the show is ending you can get in that mindset too fair enough maybe fair enough. i just i my, my only thought was that you know one it's kind of meta because this is this we're ranking series finales and this is the series yeah. finale so like that's it's technically like, not oh, over but fair enough but i feel like it's going good yeah 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 but i, <laughs> <laughs> I agree this shit is this shit is popping it's fire on that note, all right, fine. So I will put it at number five, and you got your overall card. How we going? How we going to wrap this up? We playing this game, okay? So I'm gonna my overall <laughs> card. I'm gonna make up the rule right now, okay? <laughs> so I'm gonna put okay. us at number one. I'm gonna slide everybody else down, okay? Because this is the thing. Okay. This is a, this is the last lesson I'm gonna have to teach you before the show ends. Clearly, <laughs> but if you don't do anything else, you need to toot your own motherfucking horn, okay? That's we ain't gonna fair. have a horn That's next fair. week. Okay, so I want the last moment to be like, yeah, I did that. I actually did that. And you want to know something else? I'm going to tell you another reason why. This episode was made by like three, four people. Okay, all the rest of these people, they had way more fucking money. They had way more teams. Okay, they have to do this as a side job. Okay, so I will say I know we probably work harder in this shit than all these other people. Don't come find us. Don't come find us. <laughs> but we taking that. We taking that today. I, I respect that. All right. All right. So that makes the board now. Yes. Number five, we have the Blackish series finale. Mm-hmm. Feel good about that. Sorry, actually. it is what yeah. it is. Number four. <laughs> number four. No disrespect to Issa or anybody um, associated with her, but we just got to put insecure at number four. Yes. It's not y'all's fault. It's literally. <laughs> Lawrence's fault. <laughs> Don't even take it personally. Number three, we have the series finale of A Different World, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're not number three in my heart, but you are number three on this list. <laughs> number two, we have the series finale of Fresh Prince. Iconic, but somehow not as iconic as the show we have at number yes. one. The For Colored Nerds series finale, which is this episode you're listening to right now. How are we number one, like literally not even finished? Hey, Think about that. That's how fire it is. You're welcome. <laughs> to everybody else. Exactly. You're welcome. I'm look, nobody else is going to put us above any of these people on any other stuff. No other person is literally going to think about any of the other, like Blackish, Insecure, A Different World or Fresh Prince and us. Okay. First of all, we'll never be in that conversation. <laughs> number That's number one. Number two, Nobody's going to put all, all of us together on a list and put us at number one, okay? So that's why we have to make our own list and put ourselves at number one. I love that. I love I'm that. just saying. Well, y'all, 
so this is the end. This is the end of the end of the road. Yes. Do you have any last words? Last words. I cannot say thank you enough. I uh, to your point, Brittany. This show really gave us everything. Like, or I to speak for me, it gave me everything. There's so much confidence in my voice, what I think, how I see the world, confidence in how and how to apply myself. If that makes any sense, like, okay, you can do mm. something. You know, you know, so many things. <laughs> it's it's just helped. It's helped me provide for my family. Um, it's helped provide mm. for me through hard times. <laughs> and so I am eternally thankful to the show, to everyone who's worked on the show, to everyone who supported, listened to the show, to you, Brittany. I am so thankful for this space. And so I really just want to say thank you. I really just want to, I, you know, I'm feeling on, uh, the humility is, is feeling high today. I'm feeling just real thankful and appreciative of everyone who got us here. So I just want to say that and, you know, say what's up. If you got a, if you got a hot take, Maybe not all of them, but a couple of them. If it's a real good one, at me, I want to know. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> it has to be about black stuff, okay? Come on now, y'all. Uh, and you know where to find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where to find us. How about um, you, Brittany? Yeah, no, I mean, t- you know, all I can feel is gratitude. It's bittersweet, um, of course. We knew this day was coming. And yet, still, it's almost a little bit, it's, it's still a little bit hard to believe. We've been doing this for so long. I've been working with you for so that's, long. That's There's wild. There's periods of my life where you were the person <laughs> that I saw more than I saw any other person in my life. And so it's wild that we're not going to be working together anymore. And also that just like to have this sort of like space, you know what I mean? Like, like I wouldn't say this is like 106th and Park. <laughs> But like when like, yeah, Park, it, like- it was on for a really long time <laughs> in some way, shape or form, a space where we could just kind of share our thoughts about like whatever's going on about literally any aspect of black life and what black people are doing. Um, you know, it's very unique. And I just, I can't say for certain that I'll have that again, you know, yeah, yeah. I can't say for certain. So yeah, I feel very grateful I feel grateful, like I said, for all the, anybody who's ever listened, shared, anybody who's appeared on the show, mm-hmm. everybody yes. who's worked on the show. Shout out also to Bethel, Bethel. our first producer way back in the day, because we were burnt out <laughs> and Bethel <laughs> made it so that the show also continued publishing. So shout out. Thanks to Stitcher for helping us to revive the show in this iteration. Um, and everybody there who who helped push the show forward. Camille. Yes, Camille Stanley. Thank you so much to who helped make this show possible over the past year. It has been such a pleasure for the past, I think, 51 or 52 weeks to be able to have made this show again. And we couldn't have done it without any of you. So thank you all so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many thank yous. Like in this iteration, I think about Peter Clowney, who, you know, was our VP of content for a while. Sometimes give us notes, just like an awesome influence. Marcus Hom, who helps mix the show. So anytime, you know, you hear me at a reasonable level in comparison to Britney, that is not natural. We are both very, very loud. Marcus does an amazing, amazing job. If you've seen a tweet about the show or you responded to something, an Instagram post, who knows? You probably have interacted with Elise's work. Elise Ellis, thank you so much. She has held us down as our social producer, also just helping to get the show done every week. Another person, Gianna Palmer, our editor, has been helping us out. Your notes have been invaluable. 
Casey Hofer also held us down. A little bit of a technical director, a little bit of an engineer, a little bit everything that we need of him. Thank you to all y'all folks, all the Stitcher team. We really, really, really appreciate y'all. And even to the folks from before. Like I think about, you know, back in the ACAST days, Ben Riskin. Oh my God, he's doing other big things now, but thank you. Caitlin Thompson, also doing other big things now. But both of these folks were really, really invaluable to us back in the early days. And so you got to say thank you. Yeah, I'm going to miss working with everybody. Until we meet again, you know, you know where to find us. Like Eric said, you know where to find us. Like we're on the internet. We're not going to be, you know, just like nowhere. Yes. Speaking of that, we we should linger on that. I'll tell you where you can find me. You can find me at E. Eddings on Twitter, uh, EJ Eddings on Instagram. And Brittany... You're on Twitter and Instagram, but you, you again, just remind folks, you about to be somewhere else. Right. Right. To, yes. Right. <laughs> so I, you can find me on Twitter at BM Loose, where I am most frequently on Instagram, which I'm on sometimes at BM Loose. Also, last name is spelled L-U-S-E. But also you'll be able to listen to me uh, twice a week if you're a podcast listener, once a week if you're a radio listener on It's Been a Minute, which comes on NPR. So it may come on one of your local stations. If it doesn't come on a local station, you can listen to it on the NPR One app. You can also just go to NPR.org for any more information that you might need. And additionally, also lots of other like local member stations across the country have their own streaming apps um, and their own websites from which you can stream the show live if you so choose. Yeah, I mean, I'll still be there. You'll be able to hear me at least through the next two years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least through the next two years, unless they get sick of me. But you'll be able to hear me twice a week if you're a podcast listener, once a week if you listen on the radio. So if you want to find me, you can find me there. But also, I mean, you know, as we said, we are continuing to pay out of our own pockets (laughs) to keep our website and, and episodes hosted. So if you miss us that much, Start back from the beginning. Yeah. Listen all the way through to the front. Some good stuff in there. <laughs> Some good stuff in there. Some good stuff in there. Right. But thank you all so much. This is uh, it's been a pleasure yes. and, a, and a privilege. With that, we'll be seeing you till the next time. For Colored Nerds was created by me, Eric Eddings, and Brittany Luce. It's supported by a production team at Stitcher, including producer Alexis Williams, story editor Gianna Palmer, social producer Elise Ellis, and engineer Marcus Hamm. Our theme music is by Willie Green. And look, y'all, we love hearing from you so, so much. So please shout us out on Instagram at For Colored Nerds, on Twitter at For Colored Nerds. You can find us everywhere at For Colored Nerds. And tell your friends, too, We love it also when we're like, yo, my homie, cousin, best friend told me to listen to this episode and it was bomb. And then I subscribed. That's like my favorite song. So please do your do your friend, do your community a favor and share an episode and tell us which one it was. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.